0: So for 23 years, that's what I did. It was my duty. It was my honor to serve and be everything for my father. My brother was there with me. And so our job was so he didn't have to work anymore. We would work our living tails off and do everything we could so he could have the life that he worked for his whole life. Except for I lost my identity in that.
1: Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risks, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. Today's episode is sponsored by the Valuation Masterclass Online, the complete, proven, step by step online course to guide you from novice to valuation expert. Podcast listeners, can claim your amazing 35% discount by going to myworstinvestmentever.com/deals. My name is Andrew Stotts from A Stotts Investment Research and I'm here with featured guest Danny Rocco. Danny, are you ready to rock go?
0: I am so ready. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, well let me tell the audience a bit about you. Danny is a mother, wife and lifelong entrepreneur. Growing up as a professional ballerina, developed her commitment and dedication to everything that life has to offer. That's pretty awesome right there. I think that's an awesome bio, even if we stop right there, but that's not all. As an adult, her athletic skills transferred and assisted her in becoming a successful business owner. At the age of 18, she started working for her family's gymnastics school and took the company from bankruptcy to financial abundance. After 23 years of being the CEO, Danny left her family business to follow her passion as a life coach and relationship expert. She started working with CEOs, but soon realized her heart and mission was serving our military and veterans. She is the author of Devoted to a Soldier and co-author with Les Brown of Own Your Dreams, co-author of One Habit also. She created an academy called Next Level of You, She's a TV host, a documentary producer of the documentary called Devoted to a Soldier, partner in Join Our Table Movement, speaker and life insurance specializing in educating and serving military and veterans. Danny, take a minute and fill any further tidbits about your life.
0: Well, that would take forever and it might bore everybody with it, but I'm pretty darn active traveling the country doing all of those different things. So I think I summed it up and you said it so well. Basically, my day, you'll find me anywhere. So hmm. it was like, where's Danny now?
1: Oh, we had to make that cartoon. Where's Danny? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, that was <went> well, <laughs> Waldo.
1: Yeah, where's Danny today? All right. Well, now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story.
0: Okay. So it all started actually when I was 16. If you can believe that I got pregnant by my son. So I was a teenage mother, got pregnant with my son, I should say <laughs> I was a teenage mother. That was wrong. I was a teenage mother and that created a mindset that I was kind of hiding my value, right? I always had to be something bigger and better than I was. So I wasn't being judged in my mind, you know? So I lived on my own with my son and I worked really hard. And at 18, my father said, do you want to come and work for our family business? And I said, sure, it sounded great to me. You know, I could bring my son with me. I didn't have to put him in daycare. I was young. I was going to college at night. I was exhausted, so I started my venture there, and I'm a, I come from a very strong Italian family. So we would die for each other. I mean, it's, I think it's in our genetic makeup. We are descendants of you know, the guardians of Mussolini, the bodyguards of Mussolini. So you wanna talk about generational like decoding and stuff like that, it's deep in there. Mm. So don't make me mad. Yes. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So for 23 years, that's what I did. It was my duty. It was my honor to serve and be everything for my father. My brother was there with me. And so our job was so he didn't have to work anymore. We would work our living tails off and do everything we could so he could have the life that he worked for his whole life. Except for I lost my identity in that. You can't really create abundance and you can't really create much more when you're living for somebody else and somebody else's dreams. I'm a very spiritual person. I believe God in the universe speaks to us if we just listen. And so I was in a devastating car accident five years ago. And I think that was my first wake up call of what are you doing, Danielle. You have the money, you're taking care of your father, you're sending him to Italy, you're taking care of your brother, you love working with him, but you are dead inside. You were just walking through this earth. I didn't get it. I did not get it at all. I was paralyzed in bed. And what did I do? In and out of consciousness, I ran that business. People didn't even know, besides me not being there, that I was paralyzed in bed and going in and out of this conscious state. Fast forward five years, till that brings us to about two years ago, as my brother and I, we left our family business. Our father started getting dementia. It was just, it was time to go. There was no more we could do, so we left. But I still had this feeling of service to somebody else. I didn't quite know my value. Cause I never had to know my value yeah. took care of my son when he was born, took care of my family. Now I've never worked for anybody in my whole life and I'm having to start a life over again. And I'm a go getter and I'm spunky and I'll do anything like, okay. I take that back. I won't do anything. But like mm-hmm. I said, I'm spiritual. I'm to the universe. I try not to let fear stop me. So if an opportunity comes my way and it aligns with my morals and where I think my plan is going. I'll try it out. You know, you don't know unless you know. That's Mm -hmm. how I ended up coaching CEOs. And it was great. And I was making bank. Like I was getting offered to travel all over the world. You know, they would just fly me in. I would solve their problems. I would go home. And I was like, this is it. This is, I've got my money. I can support myself. This is what life is all about. Well, Danny at that time was married and had six children by now. And that didn't quite align with being married and having six children. It's great when you're single and you just have to worry about yourself. But I kept going. I ignored, again, right, the same patterns. I ignored myself. I ignored my environment. I was just like, I have to take care of myself. I have to have money. You know, before I was I have to take care of my father and provide him money. And my marriage fell apart. He blew up. I blew up. Again, I said, don't mess with me when I get, you know, all fired up. And we spent weeks crying. Weeks. It was, we were done. We were over. And I had to make, something happened. Something happened again. I think it was God giving me that little tap but it was more of a big tap this time. It like tipped my boat over my whole entire world because I love my husband very, very much. And I was throwing our relationship away for bank to say that I could make a thousand dollars an hour, all expenses paid, Mm. you know, like that was my biggest mistake ever. Thank goodness. I have a little bit of foresight. And when that boat tipped over, I picked my husband. I had to pick myself and our relationship. And we have worked for two years now, basically a year and a half since everything happened. Rebuilding that and staying focused on the truth. And that means I had to do, even though I'm coaching people, even though I'm talking every day and giving value, I talk a lot about, my own stuff. It's hmm. all how I, the trouble that I'm going through or the pain I'm going through or what I'm not seeing and the ripple effects it's had because when your life gets taken from you, not just once by the car accident, but really by saying greed or love, which one?
1: Hmm. So what lessons did you learn from this? I mean, you, you've got to actually... I've written down a lot of things that I take away, but I'm just curious, you know, this is really a story of a journey with some serious points of discovery, it sounds like. But tell me, what did you learn from this?
0: I learned that even though I thought, and I kept to catch myself continuously on this, that I follow God and what is put out there and the ripple effects of the universe, If I try to control it by knowing what the outcome is, I have learned nothing Mm. and I'm going to be given those same mistakes again, or they're not mistakes, they're lessons, right? Those same lessons again to learn because the control is not mine.
1: Mm. Got it. Well let me summarize some of the things that I take away from what you've told and there's a lot to it. You know the first thing that that I would like for the listeners to think about and you know try to answer this question what is your value? What is your value in this world? What do you bring to the relationships? What do you bring to the business? What do you bring? What is it about you? And if you say that my value is connected with someone else, I challenge you to step back and imagine that person's gone and ask yourself, what do I want to bring to this world? And I think one of the benefits of getting older is that we start to realize that you know, time is finite. So we only have a certain amount of more time, even though we have the same when we're young, we just don't realize it. <laughs> but what i've started to really ask is like what what do i really want to what is the legacy that i want to leave i think the second thing is you know where does self worth come from you know I, I believe we're not really born with it or maybe we're born with it and we lose it very quickly but you know it's a funny thing when you connect for instance with friends from high school or whatever and then you you realize that the ones that were so cool were so insecure and having so many issues and you realize that Everybody is struggling trying to figure out kind of what is my self worth and how do I build that? And I know that I was driven for myself to get educated because I I felt like that was a big part of, I wanted to be able to stand amongst other people and not be looked down upon or something like that. And then the other thing is I just wrote down is self first. And I think in in your case, you know, you've explained the family dynamics and the family dynamics in your case meant, you know, you're expected and you want to contribute. So I guess I want to come back to that one. But the last one is just the idea that you can rebuild or restart any time for the listeners out there. If you are struggling right now with a relationship, with a situation that's causing you a lot of trouble. I like to just say that, you know, let go, let go, and just stop and look at it. And I think one of the the things that I've learned in my life is that life is kind of like a, a tree. If you think about a really tall tree, and you could say whether that's God's will or whether it's the right direction, your life, you know, would be best served if you went straight up that tree trunk. But unfortunately, we go out onto the branches. And we get far out on the branches, we fall off the tree and branches break and all of that stuff. And what I've come to learn is that my job is when I get off onto a branch, my job is to get a warning signal to get back to the main path of the tree. So a lot that I take away from, from your discussion, is there anything you would add to that?
0: I think you're right, no, you're right on the path. It is, we have to be able to sit in silence. So the only way that I have learned to pull myself back, and I fall off all the time. I mean, let's, I'm not going to say I'm perfect here because there are times that I lose my temper. And that's, you know that's one of my challenges. It's far apart. It's not as close together as when I was younger. It's very far apart. But doing that is I have to, when you feel those moments of unsettling, I think that is something saying stop. Stop and sit within yourself. It's our warning sign. It's our natural body's warning sign. So anytime you kind of get that like icky feeling in your stomach or your chest or just a question, I just challenge us all to just sit. you know, just sit, do not act, and your clarity will come. It might come fast or it might take days, but it'll come if you just sit and that's hard in nowadays where everything is so instinct, you know instantaneous.
1: Yep. Yep. Great advice. Great advice. Just stop and sit. All right. So based on what you've learned from this story and what you've continued to learn in your life, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? And for this question, I want to be a little bit sneaky here because really you have kind of two parts to your story. I think part number one starts as a young woman who feels somewhat Obligated, but also excited about taking on the challenge of the family business. And then, of course, you've talked about your journey of rediscovery. But I'm just curious, you know, could you have done it differently if a man or woman is faced with the same situation of wanting to serve their parents? You know, they're not, we're not talking about, you know, doing something that doesn't help our parents. But, you know, my first question really is what one action would you recommend someone take if they're facing that situation. And then of course, other actions that you can think of related to other things. So,
0: you know, no one's ever asked me that, and I haven't thought of it. And the first thing that came to my mind was there were signs that my brother and I had years before that, you know what, it's time for us to go. We're no longer serving our father anymore, but we thought we were like, You know, we wanted to control what that looked like. So now, instead of it coming from a sense of obligation and goodwill, we want to help him, it came from us, our ego. No, we know what's best. Mm. And so we switched. And if I could go back those years ago, when I can see it very clearly now, we would have made a nice, clear path to give back the control to him instead of forcing it, whether it was right or wrong, whether he was mentally capable or not to do it, we could have found a way for it not to have ended up that way.
1: Mm. That makes sense. Got it. So I think, you know, part of the lesson of that is that you have a place and you have a purpose, you know, and discovering that place and that purpose means also not being afraid to leave situation that's really Mm -hmm. not your place or maybe not your purpose yes all right so last question what's your number one goal for the next 12 months
0: i have my number one goal is actually to get the first episode out of the documentary it's a resource and have that solidified and produced so people can see it. I mean, we've got the culture, we've got lots of them going on, but to be able to get all of that feeling and all of that energy into the product. That's the goal.
1: Okay. Yeah. We're gonna check in in 12 months. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Pressure. Yeah. So listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. To find more stories like this, previous episodes and resources to help you reduce your risk, visit myworstinvestmentever.com. As we end, Danny, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I know it's painful talking about our losers, but our listeners are learning to win as a result. And I also want to congratulate you on being one of the very few who are brave enough to come on the show and be vulnerable and share your worst investment ever. And I want to congratulate you for turning that into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience?
0: No, I want to just thank you for what you're doing. It actually brought me into a new level of myself. So thank you. That was unexpected. So thank you.
1: Amen. Well, thank you very much. And listeners, that's a wrap. Another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our wealth and our health. Fellow risk takers, I'll see you on the upside.